And get on with it, motherfucker. That's live for us, anyways. You're locked in to the Kansas City Social Hour. And I'm your humble host, Ruben Ortiz. Let's get it on. Before you catch rapping, acting like it can't happen Nigga, we the most infamous My team glows in the dark, it clicks the dullest Overconfident, niggas get punished Take a number and get online for drama You wildin' like you was one of my own That shit don't mix with clashing Make moves, handin' your biz Gun pose, take action, reach for those Long chrome noses, up my gun blows Your legs turn noodles the made mob comes equipped for warfare Beware of my crime family who got enough shots to share For all those who want to profile a pose Rock you in your face, stab your brain with your nose bone You all alone in these streets cousin Every man for himself in this land we be gunning It keep them shook crews running like they supposed to They come around but they never come close to <laughs> Hey what's up Kansas City, this is Ruven Ortiz, I'm just here chilling, man. Uh, I just broke my damn chair. I, you know, it's crazy how when you get to be, I'm like, I'm 41, man. I turned 41, which you wouldn't be able to tell that by listening to that rhyme that I just spit because I sound like a crisp 20. I'm old as fuck. And just when you get to be my age, when you're 41 years old, you have shit in your house that's older than most people. So that chair, I felt like I just got it the other day. It's actually old as fuck. And while I was doing that rhyme, I actually split that shit in half. So I broke that damn chair. And your boy turns 41 on Saturday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. And we gonna sip Bacardi like it's my birthday. Actually, I'm not gonna even be sipping Bacardi. I got a mini keg of Hop Slam. Yeah, it's like 10% ABV, so you know I'm going to be getting down, bro. It is Thursday, January 25th, and I just got back from speaking with Vu Radley at the Made Urban Apparel Shop. This is the second podcast of the year, and it doesn't disappoint. We're keeping them on schedule to a month. I know you're going to be super inspired by Vu Radley's story and what the Made Mob, what Made Urban Apparel represents Kansas City, all the makers, all the people doing big things. I know you're going to enjoy this podcast. Catch you on the flip side. And we are live. Today we're at Today we're chilling with the mob, Corey. The mob. The right mob. Yeah, that's right. And we're sitting here with Vu Radley, one of the founders of Made Urban Apparel, which is one of Casey's own hot fashion labels. And dudes are on fire right now. And so, first off, Vu, just, you just got back from Denver, right, bro? Yes, Denver, man. We did a little trip out there, a little sales trip out there. So that we're trying to make that uh, something like our second home, man. So uh, one of our guys had moved out there recently. Uh, we're trying to kind of squeeze some more uh, made out into the nation. So we figured, hey, why not Denver? It's one of the closest cities blooming. Um, but great. I think great pass uh, passes through there. So uh, the the, the uh, 
the uh the trip went fucking awesome so that's awesome bro yeah it went really good man what, what kind of um what kind of shit were you guys doing down there did you uh get to do some um fun stuff down there or yeah, the first two days we were down there on Thursday and Friday, we were basically just hitting up all the streetwear type stores and boutiques and stuff like that. So really shaking hands with the community, talking streetwear. Um, it was crazy. I told the boys, it was like, it really felt like just hanging out with homies all day, man. So we met with a lot of great people out there that pioneering streetwear, uh, in Denver themselves. So shout out to, uh, a couple of the spots we went to, uh, Notorious, uh, Junior at Notorious. Um, they're the spot in the mall that's going to be, uh, picking up some of our stuff. Um, Vices, the homeboys at Vices are doing great things out there, man. They carry some of the dopest sneakers and, uh, streetwear brands out there. Um, Abstract and Indie Inc., which we'll be, uh, partnering with. And then, uh, Stations, man. The men's at Stations, they have a great following out there doing really dope pop-ups and installations. So we're super excited about Denver, man. Dude, and you get like, you can already tell that like when you visit these kind of places, bro, that you get a pulse of the city that you can't normally get just you know going to you know any random like shit at the mall or something oh, like yeah. that you know you get a real pulse for the city and absolutely i get the feeling that vu's like a lot cooler than you and i right now you <laughs> 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 just started yeah. talking like he's nah, way cooler he's, than yeah, us I, don't, I didn't think that, that wasn't a question there wasn't we weren't in doubt that wasn't a let's see it's let's see a, if he is it just he became is. so apparent though the cool factor here guys man we're all Dude, he's wearing the, no, knit, the knit cap in the cool way that i try to put on my head and it never looks never looks that cool it's yeah, just because my head is odd shape bro That's it. <laughs> no but yeah naming off all those spots and yeah it just hits me like yeah this is what a great way to, you know what I mean? Immerse yourself in the culture of a city, and then they got a lot of shit going on. You know, and they also have the experience of that's pretty much how they did it in KC, and yeah. it's and it's a model that can be replicated in in, in almost any large metro area. And but with weed, yeah. but with weed. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. So you yeah, get the shirt, you get we, the weed we next saw door. A lot of there for sure. <laughs> and, uh, What's no, but uh, Denver's <laughs> dope because it, they were, you know that. They called it, a lot of people we talked to uh, called it New Denver. So it's like after the weed boom, you know. So people came there because of the weed, because of opportunity. And um, it's just crazy to see their streetwear because in Kansas City, I think we can name about a handful of things that are like streetwear um, targeted against streetwear or towards streetwear, I mean, um, including ourselves. And like Volume 1 does a great job. Stranglehold, another um, uh, streetwear brand out here is doing their job. Uh, But, you know. They're just like 10 times bigger out there. There's just a lot more streetwear, a lot more people that are in the communities. And it was great as a learning experience, as a, you know, t- uh, partnership and networking experience. Like, it's just cool to see how they operate out there. And it's something that I think Kansas City is definitely going down the right path to getting somewhere like that, you know, being a, a, a fashion hub. Um, so I that's what we try that, to pioneer dude. here in KC, too, is that, you know, we want the community to grow. We we don't look at people as competition. We want to help everybody out so we can grow the, the, the culture together out here, you know. And, Vu, that's why I think it's so uh, brilliant. I love the confidence in, like, you saying something like, you know, uh, Kansas City could become a fashion hub. Like, oh, because a lot of people – you know, would think that's those are two counterintuitive things, right? Like Kansas City is the Midwest, and that's why yeah. that's why Boo's a hustler, right? <laughs> and that's why he's in the position that he's in right now is because he has that that uh, the dream of doing it, and then the follow through to like this can be done. Reminds me very similar of like like uh, rappers when they when they claim a region, like when it first starts off, like 
shit wasn't popping off in Houston oh, when when yeah. the Ghetto Boys started off. Yeah. Tech Nine wasn't popping. Kansas City wasn't popping off as a hip. Now he's yeah, one of the Tech greatest it, yeah. uh, independent artists that there is. So it can be done, and you can make a place. Uh, awesome you know you can describe all the cool things about your city Absolutely. and express it in a way that the rest of the world will take notice so yeah i mean i, I and, and we're kind of getting a little ahead because i was going to talk a little bit about the hip-hop influence but that's what jumps out at me is well, seeing that part of and it if, and if hustle. you look and if you look where where you located your store you're locating where things <laughs> are are going not where yep. things are Absolutely. Um, a lot of people probably don't realize that got two years ago where the Sprint Center ended, it was like the end, the end of the world. They just chopped it yeah. up and everything <laughs> fell into the ground. And now you guys are here, and slowly yeah. but surely, you you had the vision. To, mm-hmm. you, 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 that's 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 what I think people don't realize. It. It's having a vision. You're where things are, but no one is there quite yet. And then you put it there, and you just you kind of help build the block. Mm-hmm. And it's almost a block by block building structure because, like I said. Um, I do real estate uh, for a, a, an actual job, and when I'd come look at commercial buildings, I knew anything past the Sprint Center on Grand it just wasn't, wasn't happening. Yeah, nothing was really going down. I think, but that's our thing. Is like we really believe in our downtown, and it's it's one of the spaces we really did want to make home. And when we saw this place, it was a piece of shit. Honestly, uh, the, the they had like tile floor. It was like a lone spot before, and so we just. Uh, ripped it all out. We did some um, renovations on it. Took us. We opened it up in 29 days from when we signed the lease. So wow. it was crazy the turnaround. And now we have a spot that's just ours. You know, like we were looking for a kind of a meeting area, warehousing area, and we're like, why not just kind of throw a storefront in the front and just be able to kick it with, like with the customers actually seeing face to face. Since a lot of our stuff is e-com, so now it's just like you know. Anybody that comes in, we just we love being able to chat with people and telling them the story about you know mainly is just you know how we're gonna try to pioneer Midwest streetwear culture you know like you think of streetwear and you think L.A. New York and that's really all there is you know mm-hmm. we go to trade shows and that's all, where all the the brands are coming from but it's like what is Midwest streetwear and we're asking ourselves that every year. Every capsule we drop, it's like, what is Midwest streetwear? Is it blue collar type wear? And that's kind of where we're kind of vibing towards is that blue collar wear is really utilitarian. Like every pocket has its purpose, you know. Um, workmen wear these jackets because they they have a purpose to it. And that's the swag that I think we really dig. And so we, we're really pushing forward to that and like taking things like that and then um, being innovative with, with it and kind of bringing a new life to it with, with a little fashion on it. But um, yeah, that's kind of how we we CKC and and the street itself is that it's a it's a stepping stone. It's it's growing. We want to be ahead of it, and uh, um, it's going to be home to us. So I love that man. Like when you describe that, it <clears throat> reminds me of um, you know like the the cholo style that my uncles and stuff mm-hmm. when they used to, you know, because they so like one of the things that uh, is Dickies Dickies brand mm-hmm. pants where we and I used to rock Dickies. Hard and Cortez's. Hard. And the whole thing about that was is that, like my uncle. It's a it's a really durable material, right? Yeah, so you could absolutely. wear it when you're working, mm-hmm. and then you could come home, and then you could crease them up, and then yeah. try to make it look like dressed up <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? You so that utility, you know, it made sense at the time. You know that yeah. they would rock something that they would be able to wear after mm-hmm. work. You know, because you guys couldn't afford a bunch of. Yeah. But that whole utility of it, man, I like that. That yeah. the way you. Uh, 
you described the you know the, the the blue collar style of that whole thing and it ended up being a phenomenon there for a while where people were rocking all that kind of stuff yeah, it was shit. a uniform outside of work you know yeah like, you know, so like, that's, that's awesome it's crazy but i grew up in the northeast area and i had a bunch of latino homies and you know that's what got me on to dickies and cortez's and jimmy knows shout out to jimmy jimmy boy uh yeah we were rocking <laughs> dickies and cortez's together back in the day so so you said you grew up in uh northeast so um independence avenue yeah, or? yeah like around independence avenue we were a little bit more east so i was born in um uh off of we stayed down in uh, columbus park okay so when i was young then we moved that over to um uh uh, northeast and that area. those are the two largest vietnamese areas in kansas yes. city is columbus yes. park and then Independence for Corey for knowing about the vietnamese uh dude, I, oh I, dude he was he was <laughs> chomping at the bit yes, to get i've been waiting for hours yeah man that was <laughs> our stomping grounds is like all my family stayed in columbus park and then northeast and then as you know my family made more money. Everybody's trying to get up out there. So they moved like North We got to move out to Northeast. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, but it was, uh, yeah, that was the, that was when we were young. And uh, yeah, we lived out there for a little bit for sure. Nice. You, and so what was it like growing up in that area coming up? Because uh, like Corey wanted to talk about like first generation. What for, was your for, question? Well, on just to, just, it's like almost like a two part kind of lengthy question, but Never I'm just mind, interest, interested in like uh, the, I, I when I first came to Kansas City, I had no idea that, that you know I'm sure there was Vietnamese people, but I didn't really know that there was like it, it seems like it's a much larger community than than you would guess. Mm-hmm. And then in my travels, I saw that there was a big pocket, like I said, a big pocket out in Columbus Park, mm-hmm. and then Thanks, on Independence Avenue for whatever reason, one you know one day I was driving there and I'm like, man, there's like four restaurants <laughs> here and all these you know just shops catering to to Vietnamese. So. You know, how large is – do you have any sense of how large that community is or – I don't know how exactly large it is, but I know for sure that when we were growing up, it was a very small community. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody kind of knew each other. If you're Vietnamese, you, your parents knew somebody. You're related to somebody. Yeah. You're all pretty much cousins. But uh, our thing was that I knew people because my parents are Catholic, so I grew up in a Catholic home. And so they would go to because they have the Sunday. church right yeah, on col- across from uh, the uh, Vietnam Cafe. Yeah, Vietnam Cafe, yeah. So Holy Rosary was actually like a, I believe it was an Italian church. But yes. uh, growing up, you know, all the Vietnamese people attended that because I was in the area. And then later on, they actually had like Vietnamese priests come in there and uh, do the sermons in like Vietnamese, which is crazy. Oh wow! But yeah, it was a uh, uh, that was one of the churches we went to. We went to uh, another church called like Hol- Holy Martyrs. Um, which basically the community, you just knew everybody. So I don't think it's a huge community of Vietnamese people, but in that area, like Northeast area and Columbus Park area, it was really pre- uh, relevant that Asian or Vietnamese people were in there, and that's kind of where they functioned. Yeah, because they have, you know, they have they have the restaurants, they have the groceries, they have the shops, yeah. the the video store. Cause yeah. Across from Vietnam <laughs> yeah. Cafe, they have like the travel agent, yeah, the they have jewelry all, store, yeah, all that's, that stuff. And it's just, yeah. you know, it's 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 pretty. I just think it's really cool how those things kind of, kind of grow and you know, and everyone kind of goes there, knows all mm-hmm. these people, and just makes it work. But then, and then that leads to my second question: is first generation Americans mm-hmm. and just from where you started to where you are now, and just the it's hard, it's hard to create anything, mm-hmm. regardless of what it is, whether it's clothing, whatever. But you. How, you know, where does that drive, where did that, like, energy come yeah. to, like, 
fucking bust your ass and just yeah, you know and and for, sure. and for lack of a better word grind yeah yeah Talk definitely about- so that's a good point i was telling you guys earlier about that little um documentary that another uh girl was doing i talked about kind of similar things and i was very passionate about it because um my thing is that my parents um they came here after the war so my dad came first in like early 80s and he was like saving up kind of money for to send back to my my uh, mom and my sister who was born in Vietnam um, to get over to the country, you know. Um, so the war had gone sour. Um, the North took over the South. My my family lived in the South, and so communists kind of took over. And it was it just wasn't a good place for somebody who fought in the war as a Southern um, part of Vietnam to be there, you know. So he he left. So. Um, they came, my dad came over, finally got my, uh, my, my sister and mother and uh, grandparents uh, on my mother's side over um, in the mid-80s. And, uh, yeah, I was the first one born here, so I'm a first-generation Vietnamese. Um, and so I grew up just, you know, seeing the struggle of my parents, you know. Um, thankfully, there were a lot of people that helped out my dad during that time. He was in, actually, the Lake of the Ozarks. There was a, a family there that actually took him in and kind of like housed him oh, wow. and uh, basically gave him a job to work for them. So at that time, it was just like people like that that really kind of gave support and um, things like that to help him get on his feet. Um, and then when my mo- mother came over, um, she f- got a job too. They're both factory workers, so nothing crazy. You know, we were a lower class, middle income family, you know. Never got the finer things, but definitely had a plate on the table, you know, every night. So my parents grinded for that. And so growing up, you know, we didn't uh, – I didn't have the nicer things. My my, my uh, brothers – or my sisters didn't have the, the finer things, you know. So we were very creative in how we, we, we held ourselves. So it was a lot of imagination and being creative, and that's where I found my love for, like, arts is because all you need is a pen and paper to uh, kind of do this stuff. So um, that's kind of where it started as being creative and uh, – I think the one that really hit me, though, really hit me was um, my grandparents on my dad's side had passed, and they had lived in Vietnam. Never met them. Um, so years after that, when we had you know finally enough money to really visit, it wasn't until I graduated college um, at I believe I I stopped going to school and I went back. So I graduated when I was like twenty four. So I went to Vietnam and. Um, just visit the country, visit my family I've never met before. Did you grow Sorry, up speaking man. Vietnamese at I home? I grew up speaking uh, uh, Vietnamese at home, but then I kind of lost some of it as I went to school. You mm-hmm. know, you yeah, speak English you all the time. Exactly. And so I can understand it fully, and I can speak it a little bit, but it's not super fluent. Okay. Um, so I got around in uh, Vietnam. You know, I was able to be like, where do I piss? Um, <laughs> where's the dopest foods? Just things like that, you know. So, the important stuff. Yeah, the important stuff. And so – uh, I think that's when I was like, yo, like, I could have so easily been born here where it's like, you know, it's a communist country, man. Like, they don't make shit. Like, like they make – my cousins were making, like, 100 bucks a month, and that was enough for them to be able to get food and housing. But there what wasn't did, the What did they see you like, though, bro, when they saw you over there? Were you like – were they like, fuck, bro? Like It's crazy. They blow yeah, your, they, they blow they, their mind. They and see America as, like, this kind of uh, – Place for opportunity, which is what it, which it is, but also see it as like a, kind of a money pot, pot, which is kind of weird. Um, but that's how they see it: the opportunity, the money that can be made there. Like in Vietnam, you really don't have the opportunity to kind of go out and do something huge and crazy and become a millionaire, billionaire, whatever your success story may be. Um, but you know, it was it was a, a culture shock. Like I had never seen it. I knew I was Vietnamese, but I never had seen the country or 
you know, talk to those family, my family members over there. And it was when I came back, it, that's all I can think about. I was like, what kind of feelings did it give you, bro, to like experience that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Firsthand, like what, what, what were some of the major thoughts that you had coming back from from that experience, man? I think that it gave me a lot of passion. Like one was passion. Two was a little bit of sadness because, you know, it's it's like um, to see my family over there and not, you know, they're they're doing good. You know, they're all healthy and things like that. But, you know, for them to be able to have kind of the opportunity here would be amazing, you know, but it really depends on the person. Um, And you have that right now. That's what I have is that I have the opportunity. So when I came back, I was like, what am I doing with myself? You know, like, um it was crazy because during that time. So, like what year did you that, come? When did you come back? When when I what year did you go into in, Vietnam? Um, I came back from Vietnam in 2012. 2012. Yeah, and I started the company like a month later. Okay. Bro, you know <laughs> what, man? Like right now, like like I I don't think I've ever been this fucking excited about <laughs> talking to something. Like the shit you're telling me right now, dude, is like giving me goosebumps, man. I just love the passion. Like if you like. Like, I'm going to be buying more made shit now. You know what I mean? Like, just because of what it represents, bro. This shit is, that's, I mean, you just hear that story. That shit is fucking amazing, bro. Now, I'm not even kidding. I'm not even, you know, like, I was sitting here. I was I was, I was like, man, this is super fucking uh, motivational. I, I love the fucking story, dude. And I'm like, Thanks, man, man it, when, when it makes it uh, a little bit more unique, like, because I've, I've already rocked some of your shit. Like, I love yeah. the. The raincoat, you know, I wear it, and I got some hats and shit. But you know, now it it has a different meaning to me. You know, I I think the like just hearing the Kansas City aspect to it, mm-hmm. that's fucking dope. You're from the Northeast. If anybody knows Kansas, the Northeast is not is is not nothing to play with. It's over, it's not it, Overland Park. No, no, it's, it's not. not definitely not Overland Park. Then the story, you know, of, of the Ozarks, his father coming over, you getting to experience that yeah. Vietnamese aspect of it, getting the inspiration coming back and then saying, you know, like, God, bro, I have this opportunity. Yeah. You know, and it, it gets back to what I feel like is definitely a hip hop element. You know, this is like the come up. This is the story of all. Yeah. I mean, well, the, the one of the major themes about hip hop is the come up. The right? come up absolutely. You start from nothing you make something from nothing. So yep. definitely I see, you know elements of hip-hop in your guys' styles, you know? Yeah, and I absolutely. just want to know if you could talk about a little bit about the hip-hop influence, yeah, what that had in your man. life and, 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 and that aspect of it. So, yeah, hip-hop has been a huge thing with us. It's, it's you know, with us, it's hip-hop we know is a culture, and streetwear is one that um, does follow the, the the streetwear culture as well as, you know, um, punk. Yeah, and, I was going to say there's that there's that overlap yeah, in streetwear between absolutely hip hop and punk is yeah. Oh, you, dude, you just fucking got Corey all happy because I, I the, on that right. It was the punk shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude just, it, no, and that's like, the crazy what, thing is I love both punk? of it. Like I came up like listening to both things. I mean, hip hop was my first love though. But then you know, as I grew and I, I just love music overall. So punk and har- hardcore shit and because all, all those stuff, things cross over because those are over. those are uh, it's a counterculture. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So, dude, sorry. you yeah, got yeah, Corey's super excited. I'm gonna have to talk about it because <laughs> a lot of people don't know that it's just like some of the first streetwear brands that started were like skateboarding brands and like really into the punk DIY type um, uh, uh, things. So a lot of it really did start off there, and then kind of hip hop, also a counterculture, picked it up to where it was part of what they do and what they wear and how they they held themselves. So I love hip hop awesome. and music is a big part of what we do. 
so just music in general, not just so much the hip hop aspect, but uh, just music. More, more hip hop definitely is uh-huh. uh, all the guys here. We, that's all we talk about is new hip hop <laughs> releases. How the old school is better than the new school type shit. <laughs> Fuck mama it's rap. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we have the uh, the uh, most. So you're not down days. with cold like Minnesota, is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Did you hear that that sit on the Danner shit that? Well, you don't know. No, I didn't hear that part. What was it? Oh no, no, just at the beginning, like who was it? Who was that? Yachty, little Yachty. Mm. He did that cold, cold like Minnesota. Oh yeah, yeah. And so we did cold like, like Kansas City. That, we We're gonna cold shoot like that video. City. We need to shoot <laughs> that oh, video, bro. I'm telling you, I will be yeah, in it. Man. You it's, can sing, and I can be in it. You know what? I've kind of, I've kind of come around, like because, um, I, you know, I, it was, it was a totally different. And I'm gonna go off on a little tangent, okay? Right here, but you know, Do no, it. but I've and come we around have to, get, to. We have to get back so Boo can tell us about the hip hop crossover. No, but but I'm gonna keep us on task. Go ahead. No, because I'm I'm from like the the old school. Like I love like the the because we're from the lyricist era. My, my Gen X is lyricist. Like if we was, I mean, the beats were dope, and there were some definitely some dope ass beatmeisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and that was part of it too. The words. But we were listening a lot of the, some of the shit that these guys were saying was fucking mind blowing. It's very Absolutely. deep. People that think that rappers are just talking shit. It's not. They're not talking shit. There's a lot of code. There's listen, a lot of deep fucking shit. Fucking listen to Most Def, Black on Both Sides if you want deep. Most that's, Def, that's Most deep. Nas, Wu-Tang Clan, yeah, Eminem. Day. I mean, they're all saying some fucking yeah, shit, absolutely. dude. Absolutely. Uh, Mob Deep, man. You know, that's man, why I love like your Mob shit. Crazy. Like Mob Deep yeah. is like... Mob Deep was kind of the inspiration, too, for the, the main mob. You know, that's kind of what we call... He, he lost like, his mind dude. when he saw the mob. The He's mob, like, yeah. <laughs> I love mob deep. Infamous, They're my favorite. Infamous mob deep. But shout out. Hey, rest in peace. Rest yeah. in peace, Prodigy. One of the greatest lyricists ever yeah, was man. was uh, Prodigy from Mob Deep, man. That guy, if you ever break down what he was talking about, I mean, he was not messing around, that dude. Man. Not at all. And so, yeah. So, and so coming from that, this new era of rap, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 definitely not lyrically deep. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I think they're catching flows. They're they're, they're kind of more like maybe what we'd consider more freestyle back in the day. You know, just what's more yeah. coming off the top of your head, writing the beat. It's it's you know, I mean, I kind of appreciate it a little bit. I, more. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely see the. That's my thing. Is like I love hip hop of all genres. You know, I was really big into like underground rap for a long time, like Sage Francis and Aesop Rock and shit like that. That has that holds its place in my heart. Uh, it also like you know, East Coast versus West Coast. You can break. Rap, uh, hip hop and rap down into so many genres that it definitely has a place in the hip hop world. It's just you know not what I veer towards, but you know yeah. as, as the as hip hop has grown over the years, like right now it's it's what it, what they say is the most popular genre right now. That's crazy. it's crazy. Yeah. Like hip hop is pop right now because I felt like it's it crazy, fell off so. too. for for a lot of the old school hip hop heads. Like it felt like yeah, hip hop died yeah. a little yeah. bit, and, and it's it, at its most popular absolutely. right now. Absolutely, <laughs> that's, that's so the weird. Thing is like what geared me towards it was a counterculture. You know, it really was like you know. Uh, the, you couldn't talk about hip hop with everybody, you know. You oh, had to know hip hop heads to be able to talk talk that's, to them. That's about the it. thing. But like if you played, way. if you played a hip hop record in public, you'd get the head turning. Like, yeah. whoa, what the fuck is that? You yeah. don't get that anymore. You yeah, play hip hop; it's just it's part of the culture now. Yep. So th- it's kind of lost a little bit of its edge in that respect. Cool. You yeah, know what I mean? I absolutely agree. So I mean, there's probably like a music right now that I'm it's not a listening to. Sword for sure. Like yeah. it's dope that hip hop's gotten to that level, but it's also like, damn, I miss the old school. You know? Yeah. We always I would say play that something, and I would get people to you know just like, what the fuck? You know? Now <laughs> it doesn't have that. Uh, yeah. It doesn't have that anymore. You know? What and mean? I think I mean on a deeper level, streetwear is kind of 
it's the same thing, you know, like it started out very counterculture and it, it was the, the, the thing where, you know, if you could find this really exclusive piece back then, you were the only one rocking that, you know? So like I got into streetwear cause I was like, nobody's going to have this shit. I don't want to look shit. That's dope fun. as fuck. Yeah. And then, but nowadays it's like, has grown so popular that, you know, there, you, you'll see group of groups of kids uh, all rocking like the Supreme bar logo all of them got the same shirts and it, it's it's kind of crazy Corey's always wearing food, supreme you know shit yeah Corey <laughs> no. you got the, the exclusive supreme drops man <laughs> Corey's got like like Corey like, right now has gone on supreme he's by his computer every time the supreme <laughs> so, shit comes and, out and the new shit <laughs> every time the, the new supreme shit drops Corey's by his computer and yeah, just tap dude. in the refresh refresh re- just for the record Re- Ruben's wearing sweatpants so he needs to shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> with zippers on the pockets oh yeah with zippers on the pocket, roast, shut the roast, fuck up. A roast me challenge, no, bro. We'll, we'll take pictures of Corey's outfit. Corey's uh, about to go camping. In my, wife, hey, my wife picked this out, and I look spectacular in it. Okay. My po- uh, hey, my pants uh, pockets don't have zippers. That's all I know. All right. Oh, man, um, that's great. So, okay, hold on. So you, so you were saying, that, so go, let's go back to the, the style, the hip-hop, hip-hop, and punk. Yeah, hip-hop. So, yeah, I was uh, trying to – yeah, 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 I remember. Uh, I was talking about the beginning stages of street where it was mm-hmm. like, you know, it was very punk influence hip, and then a hip hop influence. Um, we ourselves are, you know, of course, pioneering, trying to pioneer like a Midwest style of it. We just put out like what's great about the store now is like um, myself, I, I myself am still designing as well as uh, another designer, Max, who, who we hired on like two years ago. Amazing graphic designer. Um, so we just sit there and smash and brainstorm with the, the crew. And we're like, what do we want to job? What will we rock? You know, and it doesn't leave here until we're like. All of us would be like, all right, I have a fit for that design. Like, I already have my setup ready. Let's print this. Um, but hip-hop played a big part in kind of where it started. Um, of course, you know, the Made Mob name kind of derived from my love of, like, uh, Mob Deep. Um, That's so dope. Dude. And then Made kind of derived from um, – I have two other business partners, JP and Mark. Shout out to them. Um, but we kind of uh, threw out the name Made, and we were talking about it, and uh, it just held – like that one single word held so much influence on all of us is that, you know, the, the, the hip hop idea of like making it, like I made it, like I'm made. Um, but also it dwells back into like, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, like mafia movies and mob movies and shit like that, that we kind of grew up watching and, uh, shit like that. And then from a creative side, it was like more about like made it as being a maker. Like I made that, you know? So Made is however you want to interpret it, you know, that, that that's yeah, part of the it, thing. Man. And, uh, like, so with our crew, like, we started off with three, it became five, and then it became ten. And uh, I feel like we roll around um, similar like, Wu-Tang, you know what I'm saying? Shouts out to Wu-Tang. <laughs> like, we want to be the streetwear Wu-Tang. There's just <laughs> a lot awesome. of us. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah, hip-hop played a big part of my life. I think uh, my first cassette was actually – I think in like fifth grade, I was rocking the Bone Thug and oh, Harmony dude. cassette, bro. So influential, such so a big influential. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, have their opinions on Bone Thug, but that's so nostalgic to me. When they came out, they oh, changed man, they the killed game. It, dude. Yeah, they, they killed came that from shit. the Midwest. They were cl- repping Cleveland. Um, their whole style was fucking different. They rolled in a squad. Like um, that shit just really spoke like 
like huge to me. And uh, Bone Thugs such really a dark album too. It's the so original dark, was like dude. fucking triple six. Oh my fucking god! Like, what six. is going on on this shit? Track called Ouija. Yeah, Ouija. Ouija. Oh, oh man, I knew that word by word, <laughs> chanting yeah, it every dude. morning. Like didn't know what the fuck I was saying, but it was yeah. <laughs> like hip hop was like kind of my first real love because like I my uh, my dad listens to a lot of like old oldies like rock. And so I grew up um, uh, always listening to the radio. So, so like um, classic rock, like um, Beatles, Zeppelin, um, all kinds of shit, Stones. Um, so I grew up kind of listening to that and just, you know, that was the music that was around. And then when I, when I heard hip hop was so fucking different, I was like, yo, yeah. like this is something like I just love it. And that's what got me into the hip hop. But hip hop is uh, uh it's influenced the way I dress. It's influenced the way I think. It's it's everything, man. Like a lot of people say, it's you know much more than just music. It's it's a lifestyle. It's all that. So um, yeah, hip hop was a big, super big influential part of my life and what made is right now. You know, we we are influenced by a lot of themes that happen in hip hop and shit like that. So I love it, man. And you know, one of the things that. Uh that I, I'm really fascinated by, and we talked a little bit about this when we were talking um, about um, uh, Ballast Point. Ballast Point has, like, they've they went from the fish theme to, like, these uh, skull themes where they have, like, you yeah, know. Yeah, the and so I was, yeah, well, well um, we, the Memento Mori oh, yeah. thing, you guys recently, it, was, it wasn't that long ago that you... You had that, and I'm fascinated by that. I got a tattoo of some. I love skull imagery and th- and th- stuff like that, and it's big in Latin it culture is. for sure. Absolutely. And it's like like Latinos have this weird thing with life and death, and it's not it's not um, a morbid curiosity, but it's more kind of a like uh, appreciate what you have Absolutely. while you have it kind of deal. You know what I mean? So I loved yeah. it when you guys came out with the Dude, momentos. You, you want to talk about a little bit about yeah, what, why Absolutely, you guys decided man. to use that as a theme and what was your ideas behind that shit? Absolutely, man. Uh, Memento Mori, when I heard that slogan, it stuck with me ever since. And um, uh, shout out to my sisters. I, we were supposed to get Memento Mori tattoos, um, but they, they keep bitching out on it. So they bailed on you. <laughs> call them out on it, man. I need to get that tattoo. No, but Memento Mori, it was super dope when I was reading the um, translation of it. it. It basically means, like, um, don't forget your mortality, you know? Remember oh. your mortality. Uh, See, and so for my thing is, like, you can look at that and be like, that's super dark. Or you can look at it and take it as a positive thing. Like, yo, live your, you live your life each day because you might fucking die. And that's kind of how I live my life. And. Um, I think the main thing that got me to that point was, like, my cousin, he passed away when he was 19. I was, like, 21 or 22. And that was one of the funerals that hit, hurt me the most because he was so young. I was so young. You know, you expect at that age old people passing away, you know. like He, he lived it. here? Uh, he was born here and lived in Houston. Um, so he uh, passed away. Um, and, uh, he had brain damage because, basically, uh, he had really bad asthma, so trouble breathing. And he didn't get his uh, inhaler that night, and, you know, he couldn't breathe. He uh, So he fell into a coma for, like, I believe it was, like, four or five months. Um, but, but that was the hardest one for me, you know. It was and see, and, and, what, and I, I, don't, I don't mean to interject on there, but w- what I think is, is unique about that is I don't think that young people, a lot of times, not a lot of pe- people don't experience – uh, yeah. A death like that, at a, and it's particularly when it's someone young. That that happened to me early in my life yeah. too, and that has all. It's it's kind of an imprint that you'll never yep. you'll never. And I think uh, you know um, 
you know, a lot of, uh, with particularly the violence in, in minority culture where yeah, they experience young death more so oh, than yeah. it, than in other cultures. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's, it, it leaves a huge imprint on a young person when, when something like that happens. And, uh, you could take it one way or the other. Some people, they don't handle that well. And then, yep. and some people learn to appreciate their life more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that's fascinating. And, and that that's always stuck with me too. I've, I've yeah. lost some, some friends at a very young age myself. And yeah. that's and, tough, uh, man. Yeah, it's man. like, it's, you're not, I don't know. You're just not ready for it. And it hits you and you have to deal with it. You know, that's, it's, you learn that it's part of life and you know, shit like that happens. And thank God it wasn't through like any violence or anything like that. Yeah. You know, he passed away, you know, it was his time. And, you know, my thing is like, you know, I'm not going to, let any day slip by where i don't think about him i live for him too as much as i live for myself and like that was my thing it, it really opened my eyes to like yo think about what you do every th- day and make sure everything counts and um you know make sure it's for you not only you and your family but you know just live every day like it's gonna be your last because my my thing is uh i don't ever want to die of like a freak accident i'm like terrified of dying of a freak accident so i'm like man let me make it count and then y- tomorrow if a fucking tree limb hits me in the skull let it be a fucking, fucking glorious die. death yeah i want to go the, out guns you know i'm just saying now i want to go out really <laughs> old one of the <laughs> things is when you're young you the invincibility of youth like when you're a young person think you think it. like oh my god like i'm fucking made of steel yeah, like i'm a badass absolutely. motherfucker it's pouring when, down when, rain when, when i'm 85 nothing will happen when somebody young dies you go you realize the yeah. fragility of it oh, absolutely. like how fucking fragile and then you start thinking like oh my god i'm just a like, mm-hmm. pile of flesh and bone like this absolutely. this shit i'm a meat wagon like there's not <laughs> there's not no wagon. steel in this shit you know what i mean and and you really it, it hits you hard because i do think young people have like a weird yeah uh, you know, that's why you see young people mm-hmm. fucking climbing buildings and jump. You don't see fucking 90 year old people <laughs> climbing shit and jumping off shit. No, I agree. It, you know what I mean? It's young people think, you know, we're going to live forever. Yeah. We're young, dumb. We're going to live forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like when, when something happens to somebody young that, you know, yeah. you realize the fragility of life and how like fucking fragile it's you really are. And it's fucking some mind blowing shit. So yeah, I really dug the momentum mori shit, man. I mean, it's something that I I really like. Yeah, it's one of our our favorite capsules for sure. It really gave the imagery and really pushed kind of visuals of what we were thinking at the time. So, and so uh, the other thing is, I I love the idea of the like at Christmas time, you guys had like a surprise box, and um, it made me. I I thought that was such a cool idea, and I also thought you know made me think of like subscription services and you know that yeah, seems yeah. like something that's big right now and is that something you guys have thought about or now i don't think we're gonna go subscription service route we definitely want to do like a loyalty program for our like our there's some people who like i see at every drop you know what i'm saying like shout out to chris man i already told him he's my favorite customer but shout out to chris i always see it anytime i'm like working saturdays we Which usually do our jobs uh, Chris, I don't know his last name. Okay. Uh, we'll just call him Asian Chris. Okay. Um, but shout okay. out to Chris. That's um, dope, man. Basically, anytime we drop anything, it's Saturday at 10 a.m. I always see that fool on 10 a.m. <laughs> at the door. <laughs> I'm not even ready yet. I'm like, Chris, come in, man. Help me hang in some stuff, bro. <laughs> no, but shout out to that. But um, I don't think we'll go to subscription sh- service. We definitely want to definitely give back to the youth in Kansas City. So we have a few plans um, I won't speak too much on it yet because it hasn't gone fully through, but we definitely want to give back to the, the youth and kind of help building the youth as far as, like, education, letting them know that, you know, cre- being an entrepreneur and a creative is possible in this world. And 
in our city and um and you're the example because you were them yeah. you were yeah. them it's that's what I love about our team too is we 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 love reaching out and helping people especially the youth is that you know I wish I had somebody when I was in high school that told me like yo you can be creative and make it in the world like you can you can live off doing this shit not and like I never art thought it was possible. not like art stupid you're wasting your time Yeah exactly and we've grown into the world where you know it's, uh, you know, of course, like a career has to be monetized somehow. People's got to make money on it corporately. But you, we have the opportunity in advertising and marketing now that they see that creative people are really an essential to their team. Um, so that really helped me get into some jobs um, during my uh, career in corporate spaces, which it just didn't work out for me. You know, it, it for me, it was just like I really want to wake up every day and be like yo i don't really have to work today i mean i'm working but i'm not really working like because i enjoy what i do um and and the whole idea of just being your own boss and um you know making the decisions it's just i love it man no you're doing some way better shit than you would be in a cubicle (laughs) or something yeah i I definitely lived through that life and i you know there's there's certain people that it's going to be great for and i'm glad that there's opportunity for those type of people to do creative in that environment, but it just wasn't for me. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, those things taught me lessons that I needed to know. I needed to be in that field to be, be able to decide what I want to do the rest of my life. And um, I think this is it. Maybe I think you like when or you say astronaut. when you like uh, when you're doing such pioneering shit. Like I really feel like you guys are pioneering like a lot of shit here. That um, when you're you're that lead dog like that like you it's gonna be hard for you you know what i mean like to find like someone to you know la- you know what i mean to latch onto this like like what you said like you wish somebody would have told you that yeah, you know what absolutely. i mean like you're that guy bro you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, so you just you just embrace that role because you're going places that yeah. you know other people aren't so you just gotta just accept the role of that you know what like i'm like I'm the one breaking this ground right here. You know yeah. what I mean? There might be a dude after me. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be one of these kids right now. But right now, I just gotta accept that I'm Absolutely. that that dude right now. Because in 20 you know years, I mean? someone's gonna be doing a podcast, talking to someone. They're gonna go, "Man, the first time I saw a, a made shirt, I knew that's that gonna was... be the dopest day." Yeah, <laughs> that, but that's come. But that, yeah. but that's coming because you know. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck every. Before you never now all everybody. I'm all inspired and shit, dude. I'm like, I'm gonna buy like a ton of yeah. shit when I leave here, it's dude. It's crazy to kind of hear it from you guys, just because like we f- we definitely still feel we're like like a, definitely a small company that's really trying to push our way to the top. And, For sure. Uh, to hear the 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 support from outside, it really helps us definitely in the whole team. You know, just hearing that sometimes helps us out of the everyday kind of working. Um, to to be like, yo, we're fucking doing this shit. Um, I think more people you go need places to know, and, you, and you you see people. It's not before it was like every once in a while, and now it's like almost everywhere I go. That's awesome. Like you know, I remember the first uh, going to a Royals game back in like 2014. Every once yeah. in a while, you'd see a shirt, and you go, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and now it's like I know I stopped, that dude. You know, <laughs> and then it's like I stop. I still get hype when I see it, man. Every well, that's every what, time I yeah, see that it, was I'm a like, question. Oh. So, but you know, and and uh, um, I think. More people need to, you know, I, just as much as the clothing, like for me, like what you just said today, it, it made me more excited about the label for sure. It did to me. Right like, on, man. like I felt like I was pretty supportive, but I'm going to be more supportive just because I just you. know what it represents, man. And I hope more people, I mean, I think that's, that's a big part of what you guys should yeah. express in some of your that's marketing. What we're to do for sure. So let me pitch you something. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. No, but like, no, honestly though, I think, 
your story, you know, is huge part of, of, you know, could be a huge aspect of whatever, however it is. I don't, you know, I don't know shit about how you market this shit, but mm. I know that for me, this is one of the funnest podcasts I've had just talking with right you. On, I, was, got, I got super pumped off the shit the you're talking one. about, bro. I'm the best guest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Danner, fuck you, man. Man, Danner. <laughs> I called you a bitch. No, <laughs> Shout out to Danner. <laughs> just joking. But I'm a better guest. <laughs> was Royal one of your first designs, the the Royal with the white and the... The Royal was... Uh, it was funny because Royal was one of the ones when we start to wholesale. So we, we have been doing this for five years. So the first two, three years, man, were literally... We would drop something, sell just enough to have enough money to drop the next one. So that happened for like two two years. In the beginning, we were like, yo, you know, this is something we were doing with full-time jobs. It's crazy because I actually just quit a, my full-time job like four months ago. So oh, wow. this whole time, I've had a full-time job. Damn. And so Damn. it was always a side thing that we did, and it was just something we loved doing. Um, wasn't about the money, you know. That wasn't the main thing at all. It was just something we loved doing. We wanted to build something ourselves, and so um, working our way towards that, you know, it was it was crazy in the beginning because we just had enough to um, make new shit. And uh, really, it wasn't until like the third, fourth year that we started to wholesale um, into the boutiques around here. So shout out to the boutiques that carry us around here. Um, uh, one of the first ones being Made in KC great friends of ours and great business partners of ours they're Bunker. on main correct yeah uh okay. they have like four locations okay. so there's like one in briarcliff one in kansas really deep in kansas briarcliff um, yeah. northeast of briarcliff bro yeah right Damn. <laughs> we're moving up in the game baby uh but uh uh, uh halls shields uh houndstooth casey garment uh, a lot of other ones i'm forgetting right now but shouts out to them for being uh believers in what we do and really liking our stuff and carrying it and that, that's really what boosted us to the point where we're able to have our own little shop right now and continually push out new stuff for the city and um streetwear in general um so props to them man they're really Bro. and the and all the supporters in kansas city um, you guys definitely, uh, everybody who supported us over the years, we can't do it without anybody. Um, that's what we really bank on is that, you know, bro, um, how, how big was the, was us. the dad hat for you guys, man? The Casey dad, the hat, dad hat. So you that, know, that was one of my questions. That man. was how one of the big things hat, for us, man. We, uh, definitely, uh, I see that shit everywhere, hard, bro. dude. Uh, I don't have one, but damn, I'm the only one who, who doesn't. Don't. Yeah. Do you <laughs> have one? No, you, you, you mean, I should have, you should have the dad hat, bro. You're, you're Corey needs dads. a denim hat. You dad guys hat. both need dad hats. Man. Don't don't when that we'll make work, some things happen after this. Would that work perfect with him right now? Where yeah, he's rocking the, the, the denim the Navy, dad hat. I think the navy dad hat with the button up. Uh, dude, for sure, shirt right dude. That shit would kill right now. That's it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you could I'm go out in the that. mountains. You I'm ready for out with that. You ready for camping? Man, I need to pull. If my wife listened to this, she'd get mad at you, Ruben, for making fun of my outfit. No, I'm into I'm into camping, dude. You look important. Just you for look the like record, white people love plan. You, you know, <laughs> I look white. So you're on some I'm Paul Bunyan shit for sure. <laughs> Paul Bunyan. <laughs> you just Man, look like you you're sold about me a to house, go. Corey, I'd buy it. You just need an axe. You just need an axe, <laughs> bro. Like That's like the ultimate age. compliment. I, 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 that is the um, ultimate. Hey, thank you. I never knock anybody anybody's <laughs> style, man. There's everybody. Like I'm in here to give a rundown. I'm in like really 
Short You're in prison, right now. prison shirt, the prison black shirt and white stripes. And he always looks good. <laughs> what the hat? I know, but beanie. he looks cool. Who, who if looks, I wore that, look at so that idiot. What the fuck is he wearing? Like if we both wore the same oh, outfit. Oh, if we wore what he was wearing? Side cool. to side, they'd go, God, those guys look stupid. That guy looks cool, nah, but man, why, does guys, the, why is he hanging out with those? We look stupid anyway. <laughs> Dumbass. Yeah, we would look extra. <laughs> but um, so the dad hat was huge, right? Oh yeah, the dad hat. So here's the thing: is that we kind of saw the move, like we saw it kind of have its resurgence. And our thing before that was like snapbacks had made a huge comeback. You know, it was fitteds and then it was snapbacks, and then we saw the six panel unstructured. And we kind of just knew it was going to be something. So what's the um, six-panel unstructured? Six-panel unstructured is the dad hat. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's, it's just a hat that's means, made of six different pieces? Yeah. So if you count the pieces on top, that's yeah. the panels. So some some you'll have five panels where the front, the this part is just one piece. So six-panel is basically you see six panels on top. Gotcha. Unstructured gotcha. means there's it doesn't hold its, its thing. So yeah, it's, it's a little flat. It's not like yeah. a... So it's and like the a fitted worn or, down are the fitted like cap. four then normally yeah. or five? Uh, a fitted normally is I like, believe a uh, five or six. Five or six, okay. Yeah. So um, our thing was like we kind of saw it coming and um, we just bought into a bunch of them, um, put our logos on it. Um, you know, we have it heavily detailed to exactly how we wanted it, so that turned out really good. But uh, we kind of saw it coming and we wanted to bring it to Kansas City, and that's kind of how we started it, man. We saw it happening and we just jumped on it at the right time and. And I see that KC, man. So how did you – yeah, speaking of – how did you come up with the KC 2Xs? Where – because that's – I get a lot of questions about that, and I wish I had, like, a crazy, dope, deep answer. Well, yeah, you can fucking make it up. Like, like, in the beginning, like, when I made the initial logos – I was playing with this – you saw that big sign out there, right? Yeah. It's it's what we call our Target logo. Um, So it's basically like a – it looks like a Roman numeral, Mm -hmm. but it has an X in it. It kind of looks like an hourglass. It's something – and when I was designing it, I really didn't know. I just knew as soon as I designed it that I was like, this is it. Like that's – it, it's what it is. So do you did it on a computer, not on paper. Or did I did you... it on paper first, and then I pulled it on. Yeah, okay. and usually that's my my like uh, progress is basically I'll doodle shit, and then I'll be like, okay, that looks like I can. And then when you put it on on a computer, you you can kind of see the depth to it and exactly, kind of get more yeah. of a 3D. Yeah, because my thing is like I have to take designs. I have to actually mock them up on T-shirts before I actually see it. So it takes me like further steps. Like I can't just look at a design and be like, that's a dope shirt. Okay. Like I have to put it on and Photoshop it on and make sure that I have the front and the back and look at it and be like, okay, I think I rock with that. Uh, but it really kind of for me like it began being like a uh, a target, like a crosshair, you know. Um, and our thing with made is that it's made is, uh, make and destroy everything. Um, so that's kind of like what we talk about is like, uh, uh we're all makers. We're all destroyers. It's just human nature. Um, it's kind of a balance you know, <laughs> of dope, black dude. and white, which is also kind of like what we do. Our closing is like really monochromatic. And so that theme kind of extends into a lot of other capsule themes, which are, Little sub themes that we just pick up during that time, like little slogans. I love like it, that. man. Fuck, so we dude. try to build our capsules on like little themes we think about that really just in all it's under the made umbrella of what we do. So um, yeah, it ended up working out really well as the Target logo. Um, that's one of the ones you'll see a lot, but that's kind of where we took. I took that from and put it into the Kansas City. Um, so I started off the Target logo, and as more people joined the the team, you know, we started off with three. Then in the first year, it was five of us, and then we we put on more people. 
um, within the next couple of years. And now there's like 10 of us that are doing this and definitely not for the money for pure passion. They really just, you know, all of us are really passionate about what we do. Um, we all still like most of us still have part-time or full-time jobs. Um, but as we're growing, you know, we, we are finally getting to do what we love every day. Um, but as they joined on, I added the little X's on the side of the, the target logo to kind of, um, to kind of show that the team is deeper, you know what I'm saying? Like it added depth to the logo. Um, but it added more pieces to the logo saying that, Hey, it's not, it's not a thing. It's, it's it's not a one. It's a more than one. Exactly. And so those X's kind of like just started to be in a thing. And I would pull those little pieces off design wise and say, Hey, that really works with kind of what we do. And, you know, a lot of the designs we design are really, they're really straight to the point. Like that's how we are. Like it's straight to the point. Yeah. It's it's old. It's it's some of the best ideas are simple like that. And, um, man, I've seen George Brett rocking the KC double X tech nine rocking the, the, you know what I mean? Uh, Corey, you know, tech nine. So tech nine, we met a couple times before. Um, and then some of the guys, um, have met him a couple times before we, I don't know him like personally, but, uh, with tech nine being one of the pioneers of the city, you know, he really put Casey on the map when he was coming up with, um, uh, in his rap, uh, in the, the rap game, he really put Casey on the map for everybody, you know? So that's one of the ones that we always try to get stuff to tech and he's rocked a good amount of our stuff. So we rock with tech heavy, man. Shout out to tech. And the strange crew. Does that mean he's going to listen to our podcast? I hope wow. so. I'll tag man, him in. He ain't listening to our podcast, bro. <laughs> he may tag him. Uh, we'll tag <laughs> You'll we'll tag him. Tech you don't know. Um, so Who sends him boxes of shit? So <laughs> why not? Eh, fuck it. He's hey, got tag, an hour to kill. need more gear. Hit us up, bro. <laughs> Another thing that, that he hit upon that I just wanted to like uh, emphasize a little bit is like when you're passionate about some shit like uh, you work for free, man. And it's not really working for <laughs> free. You know what I mean? Like, but... Like, why not, man? Like, all you young dudes out there that are listening to this shit, like, right? He just right there expressed how there's dudes out here, they're not doing it for the fucking money. Like, everybody's so motivated by money, but it's not everything, bro. You know what I mean? Uh And I think that's such a powerful lesson. You know, like, right now, like. And you got to put in your time. Sometimes you you have to work work for shit wages or for nothing to show people that that you want to do it. Absolutely. You just can't walk in and go, hey, Vu, I want to be on your design team. (laughs) Uh, Here are my salary. Uh, This is what I'd like my salary to be. Even beyond, like, like, like. Work if if you're having fun, just follow the passion, dude. Absolutely, you know what I mean? Like, man. like, like, uh, like we're doing this podcast right now. We do this shit for free. We promote all the shit that we love. Mm-hmm. We we don't we're not we haven't made we've we've done some cool shit, but we haven't made any money off this no, shit, right? No, but it's been some cool shit. I haven't though. gotten a ten ninety nine yet, so I haven't <laughs> made any money. <laughs> no, Corey Corey definitely hasn't I'll made any money. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. But it, but it's fun though, right? Oh, this I love is it. fun. It's no, it's it it's it's fun because you get to you you know you you're with you're with with someone that that took something from nothing Me? And, and not you. Oh, sorry. Fuck. No, oh you're fuck. sorry. I thought you were looking into my eyes no. when you said no, it. No, I don't want to look at. I was almost going to hold It'll be a little hand. creepy, and I'm afraid like soft romantic music will start playing. But I made some nothing from Zoom. But some somebody that that basically. From an idea has made made something that is, I would dare say, it's it's the point of iconic in Kansas City. Thank you. That people know what it is. It's not like what it, you know, they everybody knows 
oh, I've seen that before. That's something. And, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's like, that's amazing. That's like, you know, yeah. it's like being a chef. It's like being a, cre- yeah, he's so, a creator. He's so a if creator. You, if you, if you are passionate about something, don't worry about the money so much money initially, come, man. Just fucking like if you get balls deep in cooking, get yeah. balls deep in beer, get balls in deep it, in yeah. brewing, get balls deep in, in fucking designing shit, whatever mm-hmm. it is that you want to do, man. Pursue that. As a young person, you got time. Absolutely. You know, if you're old and energy, grind it out, bro. Get in the hey, cubicle. There's no, no, there's no age limit. There's no age limit. But when you want to <laughs> no, get, you get but married, you, know, you have kids, you have responsibility. But young people, you don't have kids. You True don't have that. shit going on, man. Especially millennials. They don't even have kids. They don't like kids. They don't even want kids. No, exactly. Go and work for free, bitch. Come work for the KC Social. Do some video editing. Help us out. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, put the grind in. That's my thing. It's like, man, if if I never really try to pursue this, man, I don't think I'd be happy in my career in life, man. Cause I love it. What you're doing is so much better. The story's going to end up so much better. I can already tell, yeah, man. I hope so. I but, hope I make a million dollars, though. So, you know, one of the follow-up questions to, like, you know, all these guys wearing your shit, but even just the average cat like Corey. Sometimes Corey wears your shit. What does it feel like Thanks, when you Corey. see people rocking your shit, bro? What's that feeling like? It's uh, it's never changed since the first day, man. Like I remember when when me and my business partner started meeting in the beginning, it was just an idea. It was like two, uh, three of us, um, and we were like, "Man, I can't wait till the day where we walk into this bar and see a major." And see an absolute like stranger, someone yeah, you don't exactly. know, or oh, I'm friends with so and so, someone that had, has no clue who you are. Yeah, still to this day, man. Even when we're out. Uh, my girlfriend Michelle will just like be like, "Hey, look, he he has on a XKC cap," and I'm like, ah. "So I still get stoked every time I see it. It it hasn't really hit us, you know. Like we were just talking about yesterday. Um, uh, we had a little uh, owners meeting, and we we're talking about how we it just still hasn't hit us that we have a store, you know. So it's it a lot of it came a lot faster than we thought it would. Um." But uh, we're prepared for everything, you know. We're taking the moves to make this correct and do it correct. But yeah, man, it's uh, it's definitely humbling. It's it's crazy to see that shit, dude. Still to this day, man. That's dope, man. I'm excited every time. Um, and, and when you started, so you would make all the all the shirts, all the hats here locally. Yeah. So wow. basically, in the beginning, um, we w- that's our main thing too. Is when we go to different cities and um, sell in different cities, we're gonna print locally there. Uh, that's been my main thing is supporting local, and we couldn't do it without the people in Kansas City supporting local. And so uh, in Kansas City, when we started, we would do the designs, and then we would have it printed here locally. Um, shout out to Scene Merch and RL over there. Um, they do great work. If you guys ever need some printing stuff out there, go to RL. He's our dude. Um, prime work, man. Um, but, yes, we try to keep everything um, Kansas City. So designs are here, printed here. Um Garments are from everywhere, um, but we try to keep what we can in Kansas City for sure. You guys have had some um, iconic uh, collaborations. Gates Barbecue comes to mind. The Kansas City streetcar, that was which great. was huge. Yeah. Our homies. So yeah, you want to talk a little bit about <laughs> yeah, the collaborations and so uh, Gates, man. Thank you to Balak Gates out there um, if you're listening. Uh, so uh, that was in our, I believe it was our first or second year that we were even started. And we were at a little pop-up, and, you know, back then we were hustling hard. Like, we would travel into different cities and go to sneaker cons. Um, so we actually, the, the first year we drove to Chicago, we drove to Atlanta, we drove to Houston to hit yeah. up these sneaker cons. And we would make, like, $60, and the trip would cost us, like, 
six hundred dollars and but you know we were like we have to be out here um and then we there was a couple kansas city joints um doing like little pop-ups at that time you know um so we popped up at a couple and bianca gates had saw our stuff and she said you know really like what you're doing out here let us know if you guys want to do work together and we were like gates like for real gates that's so like out of the box let's do it and so that's our thing is that we went and met with them and we uh uh, t- we uh, we took their logos and basically and uh, added some detail and made stuff into it and made one of the dopest Strutman shirts. So I still rock it man. to this day. Hey, and dude, and then shots too. the box set with the, the box sauce, set was dude, super fun, man. We were sitting in the beginning. Uh, we were sitting there like at 3 a.m. boxing these things together, and it was awesome. Like they hooked us up with some rub and sauce, so we had a whole gift set. Um, and then we just did a reissued uh, version of the uh, Gates drop, so it has their their iconic Strutman. Uh, I wear that everywhere. I wore it all over Denver, and people were just loving the Strutman, even though, you know, it's surprising how many people out of state know what Gates is. Yeah. You know, so they're just one That's of the brilliant, iconic man. brands, That's some man. smart shit, bro. And it Roll looks just like uh, there's a thing called uh, Loteria, which is like Mexican bingo with mm-hmm. pictures, and and the Strutman looks just like oh, El really? Catrin. Damn. Tight. Check out Corey. Corey just man. a cultural fucking. You're like Mexican Wikipedia. He's deep in this shit, dude. That's awesome. He knew about like the. Look at him, man. Show but no, he just kind of. He just. uh, <laughs> Look at that. It does look like El Catrin, bro. It's a white guy oh, version, yeah, but does. pretty much the same. He doesn't have the top hat, but he no. has the swag for yes. sure. <laughs> dude, they got to do the He's busy holding a cigarette to have the top hat. Is it a cigarette? Yeah, that's back then. It was, smoking was was okay back back when these cards came out. Um, so what's the what do you got planned for the future? What do you see towards for the future of Made, bro? Oh yeah, so the future of Made is kind of started is that we kind of spoke about this earlier a little bit is that we we're trying to hit up different cities that we really uh, we just really like that we want to travel to and make a second home, third home, fourth home, whatever. Um, so we recently went to Denver on a, a trip to kind of pitch some stuff to the uh, streetwear stores out there. So that's our uh, that's our goal this year is really get uh, made more nationwide, um, especially in the Midwest first, because of course we're trying to pioneer like a, a Midwest style streetwear. Um, so Denver was one of the first stops that we did. Um, we're going to be doing a lot more cut and sew pieces. So a lot of, um, uh, outerwear, uh, maybe bottoms and things like that, that are really kind of cut to fit, um, that really focus on kind of our utilitarian aspect of how we like stuff, you know? Damn. And so keep, keep in touch deep. with us, man. Come by the store and wrap with us, man. We're going to be, you know, if you're lucky, we'll show you some random ass samples of what we're working on. Um, we get so hyped here that we're supposed to keep it kind of a down low, but we just like to show, like, I don't know. We're like, what do you think about this? What Do you like this? So that's a part do of you like too, people like, coming down to the shop? And oh, man. Shop. I love people coming down to the shop. And Come it's kind of tough guys. because, you know, we're still kind of pushing marketing to let people know we're down here. And then, you know. Uh, parking situations and things like that like um so we love when people come in ask us questions and um we all we love all that stuff man we really like to be able to talk to people go to the power and light go have a drink or something come to made first go have lunch then go have a drink no go go have a drink first and then bring us a drink there you go yeah there you go (laughs) and then you go to park right there about three dollars whatever come down yeah but uh um so, Corey wanted to know, like, if the Royal success had any 
I mean, what what did the royal? Oh yeah, just in terms because that royal shirt, like huge. Yeah, Royals, man. That, that was the, the most World series anxious I've been. 2014 and 2015. Yeah, 2014 was, oh man, 2014 really, I think what's great about Kansas City is that we're a diehard, you know, Chiefs and Royals fan. Like, everybody's just diehard. Like, we don't care. I mean, well, we do care, man. Uh, rest in peace to the Chiefs for the season. But, uh, <laughs> we do care, but we still support them anyways, you know. I see a lot of people like, Shit talking on Facebook, like, oh, yeah. oh, it's so heavy, started. dude. Don't but that's my life, thing bro. is like, win or lo- win or lose, man, we're still rocking Chiefs and Royals. Uh, everybody's and like, I'm thing. never rooting for the Chiefs again. And then after man. the second game, they're like, no, nah, not me, man. The bandwagon fans, come oh, on, man. God, we made dude. a shirt when they were like, it was the season, it was like 2012 season, and they were like three and thirteen. Yeah, right? three and thirteen. Last and we still made a Chiefs shirt, and it sold really well. And uh, well, a shirt dedicated to Chiefs, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Don't come Those calling really uh, well, Roger Goodell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think when the uh, the Royals had that run in 2014, that really kind of brought the city together, man. It, it, it's crazy how something like that happens. Is like the team, ju- the, the city just rallies together. And that's when I think phenomenal. a lot of brands in Kansas City saw like a huge um, – uh, rush and all their Kansas City type way. Everybody wanted KC stuff. Yeah, everyone wanted KC stuff, and it was great for everybody. It was, uh, uh, I think it's one of those things where it's a double edged sword too. It's like everybody wanted KC stuff, and then you see brands pop up and rip things off. Yeah, and, and you know, um, just have I made a shirt. We made there. a shirt, bro. No, I'm guys, no, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no we but did. like that's my thing. Is like I designed some shit. Yeah, props no. to the people. John, that hey, came John in and, uh, did one of our shirts. Did their shit. No, yeah, yeah. John we Conway John did our Conway, yeah. of uh, beer. He did a yeah KC social shirt for us. Oh yeah, man. the Game of Thrones style one. Yeah, yeah. hey, shouts out to John doing work out there. At Double shift, go visit him. Uh, he does all the design and he bartends sometimes too. Uh, but props to him on everything he's done with the Double Shift and the beer labels and stuff. Absolutely. I love that shirt still, man. That shirt's dope. Killing it. I love it. No, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. That was a huge, huge thing for Kansas City and Hull and us too. You know, we. We didn't do a, a, a ton of, like, Royals-inspired stuff at the time. There was only a few, um, but it was great for the city, and that's kind of how a lot of stores did pick us up is because, you know, it was Kansas City stuff, and they still carry a lot of our Kansas City yeah, stuff. I, you know, I think that's one of the unique things. Like, there's a few cities like D.C., New York, California that that people rock they rep the, the city, city man, and heavy. Kansas City's become one of those cities where yeah. they rock their shit. I, I mean, I, more stuff. so than any – I know more I, when I'm out of town. I don't go to, uh, you know, Albuquerque or, you know, Arizona. Like, like uh, others, you know, major cities that, like, rock shit like KC. Is, like, people are super proud of KC, bro. Yeah, people rock. It's dope. L- L.A. So it's dope, unique. Dude, New York it. and KC. More yeah. so, even more so than Chicago stuff. I think so too, man. It's That's weird. KC reps heavy, man. For like, sure. Not even just the dude, the not yeah. even just the. I'm not even talking about major league teams or, or the, NFL the, the teams. Hat. It's all, but saying, it's the hat, man. That that interlocking KC. That shit <laughs> yeah. is everywhere. Any That's year. one of the best logos ever yeah. made, dude. The so Royals logo, man. One oh yeah, yeah. One. That shit kills. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's like I agree. Classic. Kansas City, we rep our hood, man. They really do. We rep our shit hard, man. And that's my thing. So when I was in Denver, dude, I was wearing all Kansas City shit. So I'm running around Denver like draped up in Kansas City <laughs> joints. Like that's everybody's dope. gonna know I'm from Kansas City. I love it and though, so, but you it's know, you know Kansas pride, City's man. got like a, you know, it's a it's a hard scrap. It's got a hard scrap, uh, you know, history. 
You know, there's there's a very unique history with the jazz, yeah. the blues, the crime rate, the, you know, the mafia. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, uh, you know what I mean? The meat, the barbecue. Yeah. I mean, it's a stock, it's a cool know? nostalgia that yeah. people want to be. A, I mean, you hear mm-hmm. Kansas City, you know, and it's just like it's it's uh, almost like like the Wild West or something. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? but it's coming back because I I moved here in 04 and what all oh, this city's come changed. What's oh, happened here so since 04? It's like Fucking no one crazy. would go past like 20th Street. It's like, yeah, you would. Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, and I was down here in this area um, working whenever the whole renovation stuff started going down, and P and L jumped in and the Sprint Center. So it was crazy to see the transformation. But before that, honestly, you know, I was always like, man, as a creative. I don't know if Kansas City, like, I have to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad I stayed. And the city every year, man, is exponentially blooming and growing. And mm-hmm. I fucking love the city right now, man. You I could be like a, explain a it enough. big fish in a small pond versus yeah, exactly. another big fish in a, you know, with other big fish in Just a big Just imagine pond, in, like, know? a decade when, you know, there's more transplants here than there are natives. You know, it's crazy. Like, that's what happened with Denver. Oh, man, it's moving crazy. It's, yeah. It's crazy speed. We just man. need to legalize weed. You're no. damn right, Reuven. No, no, don't don't say no. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's really no, true. No, I'm, hey, I'm for it. <laughs> Dude, that shit would blow up. Sa- hey, tax it and sell it. Let's get some money. Exactly. Get tax some money into it. our education system. Tax it and sell Put it. Put some money in Vu's pocket. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever yeah. it may be, I'm just kidding. Right uh, next to but, the, put yeah, the dispensary no, right next to the main store. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. What about the your your fashion show, bro? You guys yes. pioneered that. That's fucking crazy. Yo, so my business partner Mark, man, he's been killing it. That was his kind of idea. Is uh, it's funny because it kind of fits into what we're talking about right now. Is that uh, we were at Agenda and Magic, which was uh, it's a trade show for streetwear and fashion overall. Um, but we we've gone to uh, we've had uh, team members go to that every year since we started to kind of like uh, learn about streetwear, learn about brands around the nation and things like that. And um, we had set up a little table on one of them and we were doing some KC stuff and some of our made stuff. And some dude from Vibe, Vibe magazine came by him and said uh, he tells the story better than I do. And I'm, it's just funny. But uh, the dude was like, Kansas City. What are you guys doing out here? Kansas City is only known for uh, barbecue and crime, the crime rate. And so <laughs> that hit him pretty big. He's like, oh, shit. Like, people know us as that, like, barbecue and crime rate. And so he came back with this idea of, like, yo, let's let's have a platform for local Kansas City people who are starting like we did to showcase their stuff. And so if you went to the last one uh, that we, d- uh, we did, uh, Critique uh, 2017, it was a fucking entertainment show, man. Like it's not like like I don't even think you can call it like uh, um, a fashion show. It was like an inter- pure entertainment show. Like all the brands that we had on had so much personality, and they spoke through it with how they had the models walk out with their apparel and accessories on it. And it was That's amazing so to see, awesome, dude. Man. It was That's it was a whole different go vibe, shit, man. man. You guys, all, yeah, I'll get you guys tickets to the next one. Um, but Already yeah. heard him; he's gonna get us tickets. Yeah, yeah. podcasters from there, Make man. The money. Oh yeah, a critique it the money. whole time. It's called the critique. So you know that's that's the thing. It's just like putting on Kansas City uh, uh, entrepreneurs in the fashion industry that just really give them a spot to like let their supporters come out, let uh, media outlets come out to to showcase their stuff, man. So um, props to Mark on um, pioneering that and uh, doing big things with the critique and. Um, my thing was like, I was never really huge on the runway stuff cause it's like streetwear, you know, it's not really runway, but 
it's become something further than a, a, a fashion show. It's 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 you just I gotta love be that there idea, feeling, yeah, man. That's it's dope. crazy. The energy is nuts. When when is the next one? The next one, uh, they're still planning it right now. So okay. the date's to be determined. Okay. But we'll let you guys know ASAP. Um, awesome. So that's one of the few things we're doing, and of course, um, when the weather gets nicer, we throw block parties. Um, so that's one of our things. Anytime we do a drop capsule, we just have beers flowing. Um, nice. Uh, good vibes, uh, local artists performing in the maid shop, outside the maid shop, and we just kind of sh- have the street to ourselves. Kind of like so First Friday, cool. but just kind of like just, First Friday, but just for maid. Absolutely, <laughs> and that's the thing is like First Friday's in the crossroads, a little far from us. We yeah. don't get a lot of foot traffic from there, but we kind of throw our own. That's so even better. Make sure you guys come out. We'll be yeah, doing a lot first of Fridays with at maid, guys, too. or stop by the shop anytime, man. Yeah. That's some. It's a, it's just such a, we've just had such a great time just hanging out over here. It's, and it's, it's, an, it's, it's, it's really cool to talk to someone that has this, this, this level of vision and just, the like the I said, passion. fucking hard work, busted his ass. He didn't like, <laughs> he didn't say, well, you know, I, I went to the bank and they gave me a $400,000 loan and I just started doing shit. No, he fucking worked to start print, probably printing t-shirts on yeah. the super cheap and, and just trying to make enough to make your next run, and absolutely, just, man. So, man, props and yeah, it's all about that the grind you put into and the hustle and and uh, the people you're around, man. I, I can't say how much the team has. You know, the team is really what makes this happen, and the supporters. Like without uh, my business partners and the team, none of this would be able to be possible. I couldn't do it by myself. No, no way. But finding like-minded individuals that really, you know, have the same uh, vision as far as business or as far as life in general, man. We can talk to any of these guys about anything. So, yeah, um, props to the everybody. Made Mob. The Made Mob is here, and we're not going nowhere anytime soon. So, you guys go visit us, man. Pick our brains. Let us pick your brains. Um, yeah, it's all about Kansas City and the, the come up and the Midwest and in, in, in all. Really, this year we're really going to focus on the Midwest and. Um, uh, how we can push May Mob into different divisions in, in different cities. So Outstanding. So now you guys know, man, anytime you're rocking the Made Urban Apparel, man, the and story the, behind the, it, the man. Web, the web address is Made Urban. Yeah, www.madeurbanapparel.com or www.mademobwith2bs.com. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram. Made Mob is our personal website. Um, so you'll see a lot more of us posting Kansas City stuff on there, and then Made Urban Apparel, of course, and of course on Facebook. So follow us on all. That way, all you know when the media. shit's happening. You can come down here. Yeah, tell we'll them the Casey Social sent you. Yeah, tell them the Casey Social sent you, <laughs> and uh, we'll give you a hot, free high five. There you We're go. About Woo! To buy some some shit here. <laughs> yeah. We just turned into a pumpkin, Corey. Say goodbye, Corey. <laughs> goodbye, Corey. <laughs>